Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along. It's the end of the Premier League season special episode. We're knocking this one out on Sunday evening to uh, to celebrate the end of the season and reflect on what happened and update you all with our prediction league scores. I don't know where to begin. What do you reckon, Sam? If it, most um, end of season things on a podcast or in a magazine or a newspaper is we do a sort of a a funny roundup of our moments of the season. A, a sideways look at the season's events. A sideways look. Yeah. Uh, that was the season that was. Yeah. And so we'd say things like, you know, sending off of the season, haircut of the season. Those are the haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you hear that? Ice cream van. It's the bloody ice cream van, mate. Whoa, run, leg it. Ah, Get outside. Ah, kids. Kids. <laughs> Get the ice cream bowl. <laughs> ah, it's gone. Mine hasn't uh, been. Bloody hell, that was exciting. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was a bit... It looked like people were going to do it, but then, no. no. No, I mean the ice cream van. Oh, the ice cream van. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. We what got around I was going to say days. was, we can't do the end of season wry look at all of our favourite no. moments because we can't remember anything. I can't no. remember anything that happened. Well, Why no. would I? Well, you didn't give me any preparation for it. If I'd known, I could have thought of something. Perhaps nah, I would have... I mean, look. The best bit was probably Bielsa spying on Derby. That's yeah. what I remember. The, yeah, the rest just just you know second the rest place. Is just fo- football, football yeah. things. Now, there was yeah. there was Dis- Chris McGuire's that. goal against Portsmouth last night in the League One playoff first leg. Ah, that was one of the yeah. highlights of the season, I think. Congratulations, mate. Was that an evening game? It was seven thirty. So it was weird. Revenge, revenge for the cup final. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully. Well, it's only the first leg. We've got to go down yeah. there second leg Thursday night. So I'm not going to get any. Uh, in a, you know, eggs hatched and all that sort of thing. Chickens in baskets, all that Are stuff. Are you going to go? Are you going to go into Portsmouth? Nah, it's on the telly, innit? Nah. Yeah, fuck that. I got to Wembley. It's forget a Wembley. Long way, long way. Have you got your um, holiday in booked? Your uh, or wherever it is for Tra- Wembley. Travel lodge this time. But, uh, have you got it booked? Of course I have. Yeah. Ah, classic it, Dawson. You just cancel it if it, if you don't get there. I couldn't get the one right next to Wembley. Like I did for the Checker Trade final because I think it's the um, it's the bank holiday weekend where all the playoff finals are on, and I think all the various permutations of fans of teams that might get there have already got in and tried to book up hotels. So, so they're all thinking like you, yeah. Jesus, there's nothing at all that, that we had at Wembley. I got to, um, yeah, okay. I've got to do that for our live tour. I'm going to be booking up all the. I'm going to be doing a Dawson. And getting yeah. all the premier ins in advance, advance rates. Well, I'll be there as well. I can advise you on what the best ones are. Yeah. <laughs> the cheapest. I mean, I assume yeah. I recently watched the um, dramatization of that Motley Crue biography, The Dirt. Oh, was it good? And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's great fun. Basically, yeah. it's just really good fun. Is it a I romp? really, yeah, I just had a great time watching it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not a fan of Motley Crue's music. It's just so funny and silly. And uh, But anyway, it gave me a lot of ideas for what I envisage our tour being like, mate. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll better watch that in yeah. advance than in the old premiere in those things. Snorting ants, throwing tellies out window, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> ants for fanny powder. Yeah. Fucking hell. All right, I'll, I'll look out for that. Um, there's something else that's on, that's on Netflix that everyone seems to be raving about, and it's called, it's called yeah. Dead Like Me or Dead To Me or something like that. Right. I've not about, heard of it. It's, what it's, happens? it's got Christina Applegate in, and I think it's a comedy and right. everyone that's seen it seems to be seeing it's brilliant. So there you go. That's a half-assed tip for you there. Listen to this, right? I know we'll get round to talking about the end of the season, but I went to an amazing... Um, I had an amazing excursion yesterday, mate. Go on, tell me. It wasn't far from my house. It's at the National Archives in Kew. Oh, I saw you tweet a picture of this, and I immediately thought, yes, yes. Yes, mate. Yes. Honestly. Honestly, it goes on till November. It is worth it one day. If you're in London, Definitely. To do one of the old pods and you've got some time to kill, get yourself on a train over to Kew. It is amazing. Tell and it was more. all these secret papers. There's handwritten notes from Churchill to Stalin. There's like a letter written by Clement Attlee to the Queen basically saying, Dear the Queen, just so you know, we're building um, something called a hydrogen bomb, which is capable of a, a destroying entire countries. It's being built now. It's dear, costing us fucking dear, billions. Dear the Queen, just so you know, <laughs> just so I can keep you all up to date, right? We'll be working on this thing called the hydrogen bomb. Nothing for you to worry about. If it does go off, we've got bunkers and stuff you can hide in. It'll be fine because it could get very fucking messy. But don't worry too much about it. We're just building it at the minute. We don't know what it's going to look like or how much damage it'll do. But, you know, just keep me up to speed. Nothing gained. That's our attitude yeah. towards the whole thing. You don't ask, you don't it, get. I'm not Ooh. joking. That is almost exactly the sentiment of this letter. <laughs> Dear the Queen, it's Clem here, Clem Attlee. <laughs> right, it's it's amazing. He does basically say that. He goes, look, we don't know what's happening, but we've decided we have to fucking build one of these things because everyone else is building them. It's absolutely thought, staggering. <laughs> thought I'd but keep you in the loop. Bit. Seeing as you're in charge, ultimately, thought I'd keep you in the loop, <laughs> let you know how it's going. <laughs> But the other thing is, is that they did all have these bunkers set up just for them. And the p- post-nuclear blast, they divided the country up into 17 different post-disaster right. segments, right? And each of these segments had a vast, well-appointed uh, nuclear bunker underground, yeah. right? Which was capable of housing up to 200 people and these 200 people were specially selected in each area right and they were a combination of obviously doctors nurses um uh law enforcement people soldiers loads of scientists right you need a load of scientists and then there was always one individual in these 17 regional bunkers yeah who was known as simply the controller Right, Ooh. and this is where it gets really sci-fi, <laughs> right? And they show a um, film that was made for Panorama in 1980 by a young Jeremy Paxman. Blimey! And Jeremy Paxman is investigating because you know 1980 it was like right at the height of nuclear paranoia, right? And we were yeah. really it was when they were sending out all the protect and survive pamphlets, and there was constant run-throughs and dress rehearsals being done. In these, in all the different regions, 
about where they did real life block throughs of a uh, nuclear attack. Fucking hell. And this one was in Hull because apparently Hull was a big target because of its uh, strategic, you know, the fact that it was a port Stuff. city. Yeah. And there was other strategic stuff in Hull, right? So they were down in this bunker and they were all pretending for real in a panic as if like the, the first bomb had hit, right? And they run around and there's this one guy and he is the controller. And the Pat's controller. interviewing him and he is fucking, it's like, it really reminded me of Blake 7 more than anything, but it reminded me of a, a mixture of lots of different things. And the controller sat there and he was terrifying. He was this sort of long, tall man with dead eyes and a shock of white hair. Yeah. And Paxman said to him, so you would be in charge of everything within this part of northern England yeah. uh, after an attack. And he went, that is correct. <laughs> and he went, so I take it that that means healthcare, law enforcement, blah, 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 blah. And he went, yes. And also, everything. he interrupts, he goes, and also life and death itself. Hey. And Paxman goes, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, for instance, if there is looting taking place on the streets... I will have the authority and the capability to order the execution of the culprits. Because right? he is the and controller. A, the poor, there's a pause, and Paxman goes, does that, are you worried at all? And he goes, about what? And he goes, <laughs> about possessing that level of power in a post-nuclear uh, Britain. And he just blinks <laughs> twice, and he says, not in the least. <laughs> the controller. That's what you want. That's what you want. And then I started thinking... Well, you get these controllers. There's 17 of them all over the yeah. country, right? And at first, they're just going to be focusing on how they can rebuild and, and protect their little area of the post-nuclear post attack. But then you'd like to think they'd start cooperating. But the reality, if you were to turn this into a dystopian nightmare sort of story mm. or drama, would be they would start operating against each other. So the exactly. geezer in Hull might find yeah. out that the people in Sheffield have got clean water. And he yeah. could say, let's strike a deal to share it. Or he might say, fuck that. We've yeah. got a load of soldiers and arms here. Let's go and fucking nick their water. Exactly, because you're going to have different types of controllers. You're going to have a hard controller or exactly. quite a soft controller. So you'd Higher have nine gonna... ones. Yeah, you'd have, exactly. You'd have ones who, who, who are utopians or socialists who thought, we can rebuild this post-nuclear yeah. world. And in many ways, like if you had a Corbyn-type guy, he'd go, in many ways, the um, nuclear attack was... Um, necessary in order for us to start again from scratch and build mm. the socialist utopia that we've dreamt of. And yep. then you'll have other people like the controller in Hull, who's like a sort of a dead-eyed Thatcherite, every man for themselves. Yep. I will execute anyone who fucking tries to raid PC World, right? <laughs> and then, of course, there'll be chances. Like, if you go over to the Northwest, there will be... Right, I'm the controller. Johnny could... Right? Sir John Controller. <laughs> I'm Sir John Controller. And, right, the bomb's gone off, right? Fine, that's in the past. Forget about it, right? <laughs> the important thing is, we're down here, right? We. The way I see it is, I've done some sums. We've got about 40 weeks' worth of clean water and about, honestly, six days' worth of fanny powder down here, right? <laughs> We've got a look can at this. Tell you now. We've, we've got a look at this nuclear bomb thing as an opportunity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no point fucking crying, right? <laughs> What's done's done. Who knows what was going through the fucking Russians' heads? I don't. <laughs> you don't either. So there's no point us sitting around here fucking crying about See, it. Fucking bleating. Get on with it. Start <laughs> the again. Thing is, What's done's done, right? Who knows how a Russian thinks? Not me. Not you, right? Now, there's fanny powder out there, above ground, and it's there to be got at. 
<laughs> yeah. Have you so, um, have you ever heard of a place called uh, the Kelverdon Hatch? No. It's in Essex. It's near Brentwood. And it describes Near itself Brentwood. That's as, where I went to Camp Beaumont. That's where Frank it? Lampard's school it was. Might be yeah. linked up. It describes itself on its website as the biggest and deepest Cold War bunker open to the public in the southeast of England. Fucking hell, mate. We've got to do a show from this bunker. We've got to do something there. Because it's fucking... It'd be amazing. Yeah. Because it's also... Let's not forget, a, a nuclear bunker is effectively a hole. Yeah, exactly. It's the ultimate hole, isn't it? But it's the most sophisticated hole you can get. In fact, they were spending so much money on the development and maintenance of all of these fucking really amazing pimped-out nuclear bunkers all over the country. Yeah. That when there's a letter there that's from, like, some civil servant to, I think, John Major or Tony Blair at some point in the mid-'90s, basically saying, right, We've been doing the budgets, we've been doing the sums, and the good news is we've realised that we no longer need to maintain this vast underground fucking network that we've been blowing money on since the 1960s, right? And it was setting us back hundreds of millions a year. So we we can just stop that because the Cold War's over, and you can have that money. And that's a lot of the money that Blair and Brown would have spent building all the hospitals and schools and stuff in the late 90s. Right. Because it was all that money. Fucking hell. I'll just read a bit about the, the, the bunker tour. At, it's at secret nu- secretnuclearbunker.com, and it's the uh, the Kelverdon Hatch, and it says, Bunker Tour. The tour is self-guided by personal handsets. This is included yeah. in admission price. There is an adult and child tour available, which both follow the same route. There are several films to watch en route and a dressing-up area where you can oh. try on... Where, where you can try on... Dick outfits. <laughs> You can try on authentic military uniforms and gas masks. It says, as a rough guide, the tour takes about an hour to an hour and a half to complete. However, should you stop to watch all of the included films and take some time out to try on the uniforms, this extends the tour by four hours. Some people find one tour just isn't enough to take it all in. And it tells you how to get there. If you can get there, uh, you can drive there. Or if you go by rail or underground, uh, you get to Brentwood. Um, and then there's a seven-mile taxi ride, it says. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <now. laughs> it's not yeah, fucking fuck cheap. That. But, uh, and also, there's um, just next door, there's obstacle courses as well. Ah, I love obstacle courses. Run by a company called Nuclear Races, Wild Forest Obstacle <laughs> Activity Centre. Is it a nuclear fallout-themed obstacle course? I don't know if it is. There's a YouTube video, but I haven't had a chance to look at it. But uh, yeah, Well, I this all we sounds great. There. While we're out there, we could go and visit um, the old scene of Camp Beaumont and Frank Lampard's old school, his we alma could. mater. We, could, we yeah. should be making a, a video of this, I think. Yeah, definitely. That Lucre- could go out for the Iron Filings. Yeah, lucrative extra content. Sam and Andy's nuclear weekend. <laughs> But honestly, mate, go to this Cold War exhibition. It is amazing. Where's it at? It's amazing. Tell us where it is again. It's at the National Archives in Kew, which is near where I live, but I've never been there before, but it's fucking vast. Do you remember Rollerball with James Kahn? Yeah. There's a scene in that where they, that's in a dystopian future, and they go to a special, like, archive where all of the records of the past are supposed to be held. And it's run by Sir Ralph Richardson. Right. Right. 
who plays a character called Sir John Archive. (laughs) And basically, the National Archives in Q looks just like that. It's this fucking vast, like building with lakes with koi carp in and you know i'm a big fan of any anything that involves koi carp yeah and uh it's fucking really fantastic they've got this exhibition on the ground floor but upstairs they've got these reading rooms and it's got every fucking government paper that's released after the 30 year rule it's just filing cabinets everywhere is it you can you can go in and go give me the minutes of the cabinet meeting prior to uh war in the falklands for example yeah or, or give me, like, Churchill's wartime cabinet meetings, the minutes from those. And you and right, just look at them. Got, you've got it all there, and they go, yeah, just go and get it, mate. And then they bring it out, and you're just there, sitting there, having <laughs> a little look, read. Put it back. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, it's good, that. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> got anything else good? <laughs> What's your best one? <laughs> look, give us I your haven't top got five. much time. I can't fucking read it all. I'm a busy man. Just give us some of your top bits. Can Is I anything dirty? some of it? Got any dirty letters, anything like that, or dirty <laughs> pics, you know? What about all that stuff to do with Profumo? I bet yeah, there's some right dirty killer. pics out of that that no one's seen. <laughs> that Christine Keeler, you got anything with her in it? <laughs> oh, but she weren't as fit as Joanne Wally was in the movie, so it might be a bit disappointing. <laughs> Have you got Have you got the video singing detective while we're talking about Joanne Wally? Because she was fucking she was fucking lovely in that. <laughs> Can I hire her out for the weekend? <laughs> no, we don't stop videos. Oh, and this was oh, and this place was fucking legit. It's a fucking no, archive. Me you haven't even got something as mainstream as the singing detective. Call yourself a fucking archive. You haven't got a singing detective. It's fucking it's a fucking sham. This place. All right, all right, all right. Have you got Good Morning Vietnam? <laughs> Come on, you must have that. Everyone's got that. Have you got have you got porkies? How about porkies too? I'm looking for something a bit racist for the weekend. The missus is away. What you got? Have you got Kremlins too, a new batch? Phoebe Cates. Oh, Miles got the first one. Not much. <laughs> that's the one that's got an electric gremlin in it. He's a gremlin made out of electricity. You got that one? You should do a fucking exhibition on that alone. Why have you not got it? Because it's American. Fucking hell, it's a fucking nightmare, this place. Is it out, is it? Oh, probably my mate's been here before me. Lad with a Sunderland accent. Yeah. Has he been in here asking for the same things as me? Fucking knew it. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Jalapeño. I'll, I'll go there yeah. and have a look at that, definitely. And we'll try and do the Kelvin and Bunker, Bunker as well. We'll maybe try and yeah. give some kind of uh, listener offer for the Kelvin and Bunker, where they can get a free cream tea That'd or something when they go along. Well, listen, right, we've got summer ahead of us and there'll be no football. <laughs> no and football, obviously that's, We're gonna that's going to be a real challenge for us and doing this podcast because, of course, this podcast lives and breathes on its topicality. Of course it does. And so maybe, uh, you know, I'm thinking I've got various sort of ideas of what we could do over the summer. One of my ideas now is just devoting it to nuclear-related issues. Yeah, or maybe it's just the entire summer can be the National Archive. Yeah, we just go in and every day. Here we are, back again at the National Archive. (laughs) Today, Sam reckons he's going to get some mucky pictures from the first Gulf War. (laughs) He insists they've got them under the counter, but they're protesting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, like, you know, out there, you know, in the desert, they got all the like the belly dancers and all that. Yeah. They're dead sexy. You know, like her out of Aladdin. You know, Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. And they just wear a little bit of like see through and they're doing all the dancing. Sometimes they got a snake with them as well. There must have been all that stuff when they went out there to Saddam's palace. And while while I'm in that ballpark area, have you got anything with Pocahontas? Because she's pretty fit as well. <laughs> This is the National Archive, sir. <laughs> Disney princesses are not really within our remit. Fuck me. We're I mean, concerned. I'm not being funny, mate, but I heard this place was the fucking bollocks. But, I mean, it, uh, to be honest, I'd be better off down at my local fucking library. I think what we need to do is, I think what we need to do is we need to send uh, Christopher Timothy and Dr. O down to the National Archives for <laughs> a fucking proper look around. Special oh. episode. The oh. National Archives is so good. I can't believe I'd never been there till yesterday. I'm going to fucking be in and out of there non-stop. Right, on your doorstep All right, so as that's well. on our summer list of things. Yeah. Uh, should we have a look at the football now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just uh, unearthed our predictions, which we've kept from each other until after the matches have finished. Yeah. So uh, should we go through them one by one? Let's do it, yeah. Right, we've got Brighton now, versus... Now, before Ma- we start, before what? we start... Ha- at the beginning of the day, how many points clear was I? Right, at the, the beginning of the day, you were 11 clear uh, okay. on 150, sorry, 146. I was on 135, uh, but we've predicted all 10 matches today, so there could yeah. be, you know, it could, it could get overturned. Or you could streak another 20 points ahead, who knows? Yeah. Uh, right, so Brighton won Manchester City 4. Uh, mm. We both said 3 0 to Manchester City there, so we get a point each. Yeah. Uh, Burnley. Lost 3-1 at home to Arsenal. You said 2-1 to Burnley. I said 3-1 to Burnley. So we're getting out for that. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace 5, Bournemouth 3. You said 2-1 to Crystal Palace. I said 4-2 to Crystal Palace. Oh, so close, mate. Fucking hell. 5-3 in the end. So a point apiece there. Uh, Then Fulham 0, Newcastle 4. I said Fulham 0, Newcastle 3. Again. So close, oh, but you're you know, so close, mate. Not enough. Pulling you, off two of the two of the predictions of the season. I think so. Yeah, on the, mm. on the last day, and you said one nil to Newcastle, so we both got a point for that as well. Yeah, um, we've got Leicester nil, Chelsea nil. Uh, you said two one to Leicester, and I said one one. So I get a point, you get nothing. Uh, Liverpool two, Wolves nil, which I correctly predicted, and you said three one to Liverpool, so I get three, you get one. Am I catching you up, maybe? 
Maybe not. Two points. You caught you caught me two points there. Yeah. Manchester United nil, card of two. We should have seen that coming. That. We should have seen that coming, really, because it's all gone horribly wrong for United. Yeah. Uh, you said 3 nil to United. I said 4 nil to United. Um, then Southampton 1, Huddersfield 1. You said 2 nil Southampton, and I said 2 nil Southampton as well. Zero points there. Spurs 2, Everton 2, I said 1-1. One, one. You correctly said 2-2. Two, two. Come so on. there we are, and that seems to be the prediction league in the bag for you. And it ends up with Watford 1, West Ham 4. You said 2-0 to West Ham. Little cherry on top of your cake there, Sam. Yeah, And I said 1-1. One, one. Uh, so we've both scored eight points from those ten predictions. And uh, results bot got two points. So... It's ended with results mm. put on 124, me mm. on 143, and you are the winner of the Prediction League for this season, Sam, with 154 prediction points. Congratulations. At this point, will you insert some applause or something like that, a sound nope. effect? No. Nope. I want it to be marked in an auspicious nope. way. Do it yourself now if you want. Clap this yourself. Is a massive, this is a massive achievement for me. Are you going to do a speech? Because yeah, well, I wasn't gonna. I've not planned anything, well, and you know, I'm not a it man. Usually, stop you, does it? I'm not a man who's given to speaking off the cuff, and I'm also not a man who feels comfortable with lavishing praise upon himself. No, no, of course ne- you're not. Never, nevertheless, I am. I feel compelled to say that this is a enormous achievement that I've pulled off here. People will remember that at the turn of the year, you were already saying that it was over and done with, that Result Spot had run away with it. Result Spot was, his marriage was in crisis. Yeah. He was spending a lot of time out of the house because his wife couldn't stomach his behaviour. It had all gone to his head. You you were like giving up, you were despondent, but only one person kept their head, right? While you gave up all hope, and he completely lost the plot and became consumed by his own self-congratulation. Yeah. I I got back in the gym, back to <laughs> basics, right? It was like the training montage from Rocky Four. Yeah. I was lifting bits of wood. I was predicting every morning in the mirror. I was up yep. at 5 a.m. I drank two, I cracked two raw eggs into a glass and down them both. Right. Right. Then I would stand in front of the mirror, right? while my wife smashed me repeatedly in the stomach with a plank of wood, and I stared directly into the mirror whilst being smashed in the stomach, predicting. Yeah. Predicting. Yeah. Predicting, right? My wife... I I made my wife waterboard me, right? I was lying on the coffee table. She had a tea towel over my face, right? And she was pouring water into my face. She was drowning, half drowning me, while simultaneously making me predict scores from obscure lower division Belgian matches. Yeah. Right? How, how much is that actually about prediction and how much of that is actually about, you know, your own personal preferences, let's say? It was, it was partly sexual. Yeah, of course. But it, that was part of it as well. I had to find new and creative <laughs> ways of motivating myself to were get you, up and do this you, training every did, day. Did you find yourself predicting from the balls? Is that what Hang you're starting to do? Can you hear there's a commotion outside my house? Is that the ice cream van? Still I, mean, I don't know what it is, but it is sounds it well to wishes? me 
prediction well wishes. I don't know whether this is like when all fans go down to a ground when they've yeah. won something. Like there'll be a lot of fans standing now outside the Etihad, yeah. all demanding, you know, that someone comes out. Yeah. I don't know whether these lads have heard what's gone down. They That's want me to is. appear at my window, but I'm, I don't feel ready. Maybe I'm busy. Heard, I think maybe it's heard about your missus offering waterboarding sessions. Oh, she's not dishing them out to everyone, you dirty buggers. All the local kids coming round here wanting a waterboarding hey, mate, off the missus. Hey, mate, is your missus in? She can't do some waterboarding. Go on, piss off. <laughs> That's just for me and her, you little cunts. Talking about people popping around, I was round my mum's for Sunday lunch, which is a tradition we've done in my family since we, since I was like four years old, right? And in the old days when we were younger... My brothers, when they were teenagers, used to be able to invite a couple of mates mm. every Sunday as well. And then, of course, we all got older, had our own like families, and now we you can't bring a mate anymore because you bring your own kids and wife and your all mates, the rest aren't of it. They? Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting around after lunch in the living room, and a geezer pulls up on a motorbike, big bloke, <laughs> right, in full motorbike gear and helmet. Yeah. Right, my mum lives in a... It's like there's a dead end near my mum's road. So if you come along on a motorbike, you've got to turn around. Right. So he stopped and he's looked around and he's looked through our window. Mm. And my mum's going, who's that outside? What's he doing? <laughs> right. And I said, do you want me to go out and have a look? Because we just got <laughs> suspicious. He seems to be looking in in his motorbike helmet. Right. right. She went, I think it's an assassin. I went, fucking <laughs> assassin? <laughs> She, no, she went, go out, you better take a look. And I said, he's probably just lost. And she went, well, you don't know that. He could be an assassin. I said, what would a fucking assassin want here? Why would an assassin want to wipe you out? Who'd have paid him to do that? She went, well, they could be here for you. Kill yeah. you, you know, for being cheeky to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mum thinks that someone might have hired an assassin to kill me well, because of me being cheeky to you, people. You, you could be the new Jill Dando. If that was if Jill Dando was killed by Kosovans or Serbs or whatever it was, and you used to be on Russia today, fucking adds up, doesn't it? Fuck it. Listen, no one's killing me for being cheeky, and if they reckon they can, bring it on. Anyway, it turned out that this is this for bloke being wasn't... cheeky. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> oh, I was only mucking about. <laughs> I didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> Just be sense of humour. This is from Christopher uh, Timothy. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Professor Yaffle says hello <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> it was uh, an old mate of my brother's, and he used to. It was quite nice because he used to be one of the people who came around for Sunday lunch. He happened to be in the area. He right. went past my mum's road. He thought, "Oh, I wonder if they're still there having their Sunday lunches." So he went past, and he he's knocked on the door. And right. we're all delighted to see him. We haven't seen him in years and years. He he claimed the last time he'd seen me was when I was like five, but that's yeah. bollocks. I mean, that I've seen like, him. Yeah, I, I've seen him in adulthood loads of times. He just doesn't remember. He I mean, confused. like a lot of people. Well, he was. I mean, one of the stories he told me was about an old mate of ours, and he went, "Yeah, he borrowed my motorbike, Jason, one weekend to go and pick up 200, 200 tabs of acid for us all for a party. I didn't see him again for a week." I went, "What? He took your motorbike and your acid?" He went, "Yeah." And then I'm thinking, "No wonder you think that I don't fucking you don't remember seeing me since like 1980. If you fucking buying two hundred tabs of acid when you were that age, anyway." We were talking and like when when um when I was very young boy, like my brother, my oldest brother Theo, 
uh, all of his mates, one of whom was this lad who knocked round today, they all worked on, on the tools, right? And when they were teenagers, and my brother didn't, but what he did was he set up a lunchtime cafe at our house where he'd cook fry-ups, and I was the waiter. So I'd take the orders in the summer holidays. He'd cook the fry-ups. They'd all come round in their lunch break from the building site, and we'd serve them up food and make a profit on it, right? Yeah. And I was reminding him of that. I was only about, like, I was really young when I was doing it. And I, but I remember I was saying, I oh, remember when you used to come around, we used to do your lunches here when you were on the, on the building site. And he was working for this bloke who was a bit of a legendary nutter, who I think was sort of like a a Fagin-type character because he basically employed <laughs> local children to work on building sites for him, right? And he went, yeah, Stannard, his name was. He went, Stannard had a nickname for everyone. Do you know what my nickname was? And I go, what? He goes, it was the shittest nickname ever he made up for me, but he wouldn't let it lie. And so eventually it just stuck for years on all the building sites. He gave it to me when I was 15 and I started working for him. I said, what was it? He goes, my nickname given to me by this bloke Stannard was, that cunt don't eat much. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, what do you call you that for? He said, well, he thought it was funny because I did eat a lot. He goes, when we went to the cafe in the morning, I'd order full roast beef and, and all the trimmings before my breakfast when I was 15. So he christened me, that cunt don't eat much. And then for years, he goes, years later, I'd come up, you know, I'd come along and he'd go, oh, look, here he is, that cunt don't eat much. And then he said, everyone else started calling me it as well. <laughs> I thought it was one of the best nicknames I've heard. I mean, it's not pithy, is it? But it's, it's not be- catchy. It's better than that one we had for uh, that Timothy Claypool lookalike footballer recently. What was that? Fucking. It was AIDS, just Claypole. It's Clown or something. Oh, no, right? AIDS Clown. Yeah, yeah, AIDS Clown's not bad, actually. At least it's shorter yeah. than that cunt don't eat match. Yeah. Tell you what, we'll leave it there. Um, do you want a bit of news of that news before we go? Yeah. All right. Chinese live streamer tries to eat octopus alive, nearly gets her face ripped off. Ten. Um, giant cockroach crawls over Philippines president during campaign speech. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> um, dancing shoplifter wanted by Westlake, Ohio police. I'll give that an eight. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. Congratulations, oh, mate, on mate, the mate, mate. League. Before we go, don't forget the merch has gone live on oh, the yeah. on our Mer- website. Merchandise is on live. Yeah, it's and- uh, it's um, www. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Everyone knows it's on the World Wide it's Web. Fucking nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. It's toplighttimemachine.com. Go on the merch page. There is this and that t-shirts. There is um, stray man t-shirts and hoodies. And there's a cup of drink cup and a you fucking do it cup. That's it. And we've also everything got, you want. There's live shows, more live shows going on sale this week. There's going to be, the Newcastle's on sale now. Glasgow's on sale now. And there's going to be London and uh, one or two other mystery venues that are yet to oh, be Oh, you're not mentioning those ones yet. Not yet. But you can I've get got them. got a problem. Our date on the, on the South, uh, Salford sold out on the yeah. 7th. Yeah. I forgot, but I bought tickets for England versus Bulgaria at Wembley. Oh, well, I'll just do it myself, then, eh? Yeah, you don't need me, let's yeah, be honest. Fair enough. Okay. Just get a fucking balloon with my face drawn yeah. on it. And just play a tape of all your fucking shit you talk about on this podcast. I'll just rearrange yeah. all the words into something new. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. do that. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.